With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Friday. The Traeger Grills all fired up. Kilbasa. And we got chili. Let's go. Yes. It's fall. Football weather. Come on in. Stay a while. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We're in Boise. Fox Sports Boise 99.9, Boise's new home for sports and the Dan Patrick Show. Fritzy said it couldn't be done, but we I, did it. I had my reservations. You were anti-Boise for a long time. I don't know I was anti-Boise. I was on the fence. You, uh, you, you, you encouraged me and convinced me that was a good, it was a good place to be. And that, of course, uh, program director Todd Kimmel, who came to his senses and realizes that you can take this show, and even though we have Fritzy, it's still a quality show. Still Kimmel. pretty good. Remember that weekend with Kimmel when we hit Vegas? Yeah, we still get, uh, we get, oh no, that was Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, my bad. Yeah, not Todd Kimmel. But uh, 99.9 Fox Sports, Boise, glad to have you on board. Thank you for your support here. All right. We got a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that coming up. Some drama from last night with the Seahawks and the Rams. We'll look at their schedules upcoming because we don't know if Russ will be out of the lineup for the Seahawks. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at DP Show. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, All of that forthcoming. We'll check in with the Dodgers coming up in a little bit. Former NFL quarterback Brady Quinn, he will join us as well. One of the many great things about Russell Wilson is his durability. Never misses a start. Last night, injured his finger, had to watch from the sidelines as the Seahawks fell to the Rams. Backup quarterback Geno Smith came in. You probably didn't know Geno Smith was still in the league, but he did a pretty nice job. Seattle couldn't rely on that typical formula of let's be conservative and then wait till the final five minutes and then let Russ cook late. Tough night all around for Seattle. They left points on the board in the first half. And you're facing a team that's got a lot of weapons. You know, when you think about the Rams, you have Cooper Cup, you throw in Deshaun Jackson, Robert Woods, 
Uh, Henderson looks like he, you know, is a good quality running back. And then you throw in Matthew Stafford as well. That's a formidable offense here. You got to take advantage of those opportunities when you get into the red zone. And they weren't able to do that. Wilson wasn't happy where this franchise was at the end of last season when he joined us a day after the Super Bowl, and he vented. And I've said before, even before all of this happened, I don't think Russ is going to be there next year. And I still don't think he's going to be there next year. But now the question is, what Seattle do if he's out with a dislocated finger or if it's a fractured finger? I don't know what the official diagnosis is. But you start to look at this and go, okay, can they survive? Because you're in the NFC West and you got to survive these games. You have Pittsburgh coming up, I believe. You got Jacksonville and you have the Saints and then you have a bye week. Those are all winnable games. The question is, can you win two of those three? Can you win all three? Can you go into the bye week, buy yourself a little extra time? But even with Russell Wilson, I watch Seattle sometimes, and I really feel like Pete Carroll forgets that Russell Wilson is his quarterback. Because you're going, okay, third and two, let's run it right into Aaron Donald. Fourth and two, let's run it right into Aaron Donald. And look, I've admitted, you know, I was a C student. I'm not that smart to understand, hmm, is this reverse psychology? You know what? Aaron Donald is not going to expect us running the football. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. And then all of a sudden, Aaron Donald's there. He'll never expect us to do it again. This goes back to Seattle, Super Bowl, Patriots, down on the goal line. Everybody said Marshawn Lynch is getting the ball. And I thought, okay, giving the ball. If not, if you do have a pass, make it a run-pass option. That way, Russ runs out. Maybe he can run in. If he throws a pass, it's, not, it's, it's probably not going to get intercepted. They chose neither. And here we are again, and I just, I still watch, and I just think that, you know, we're going to look at Russell Wilson's years in Seattle. He's become a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I think you're going to look back and say that there's disappointment there, that they were not better or didn't surround him with a little bit more. I know that they are, you know, they, they want the run. They're, uh, they're in love with the run, and then, you know, let's play defense. Well, the defense right now is giving up historically bad numbers. In today's NFL, it's hard to lead with your defense. I mean, even the Rams. The Rams have the two best players at their position on defense. And what did Sean McVay do? He upgraded at the quarterbacking position, added another wide receiver. Yes, they did lose a running back, but then they added a couple of running backs. It's about offense. You're going to need a stop here, you know, one or two here, in the regular season, postseason, and Seattle, it still feels like, and even though they got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, it sometimes the play calling drives me crazy. And I thought that that happened again last night. But um, Seattle's got to survive this. I don't think they're a great team. Um, at times, I think they can be very good, but you're already in trouble in the NFC West. What are the Rams, uh, what's that look like uh, the next few games? Feels like they have a user-friendly schedule. The Rams have a fantastic October. They play the Giants. They play the Lions. They play the Houston Texans. Mm. And then the Tennessee Titans early November. But then at San Francisco, Monday Night Football, November 15th, and then a bye week. 
Yeah, and, I, and I'm looking at uh, what the Seahawks have because after the bye week, they have Green Bay, they have Arizona, Washington, San Francisco. You know, it's, it's not easy. You're trying to get 11 wins in that division, and it's not going to be easy because Arizona right now has a pretty good head start on you. I don't know how good San Francisco is. Um, and if you, you have a different quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, is, is that going to be an improvement? I don't know. I think we all want to see the new guy, Trey Lance, and uh, this, this creates a different uh, style of offense here. But your goal is to make the playoffs. Who gives you the better chance of making the playoffs? Arizona looks like they're legit right now. Uh, the Rams we know are. I don't think Seattle is. And they could still be on the periphery of making the playoffs. But I, I don't think that you look at them as a formidable team. I didn't even before last night. And um, San Francisco, there's still a curiosity there. Uh, it, it felt like what happened last year with all the injuries, and I think they had more injuries than any other NFL team. But you're just, I'm not sure. There's a, a, like a question mark I have over San Francisco. Matthew Stafford talked about the Rams starting out 4-1 and one after last night's win. The fun thing is, is being four and one and knowing that, you know, our best game of football hasn't been played yet. There's a lot of things that we can clean up. I can clean up. I know we can as an entire team. So nothing's easy in this league. You earn every single one you get, especially going on the road against a really good football team like Seattle, you know, in a hostile environment. So I'm happy to be where we are. I know there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of uh, a lot of football left to be played. Here's Pete Carroll on Russell Wilson. What was the determining factor then? Um, he, he wasn't able to, to hold on to the football the way he needed to to throw it because we were going to throw the ball and we had to throw it all over the place. And uh, we didn't know, you know, what he would be able to do. We was just unsure. And, uh, you know, I trust him that I mean, if he could have, he would have. Pain and an injury are two different things. Because if you can't grip the football, he might not be in pain. Um, and I don't know the severity of the injury. But I, I've had a dislocated finger on my uh, right hand, my shooting hand, and it's still screwed up to this day. But there's no pain there. And that's what I wonder about with Russ. Is there pain? They can take care of the pain in the NFL. But is there, will it affect his performance? You know, that, you know pitchers will get blisters. It doesn't hurt. It's just you can't grip the baseball. And then you'll see them. Nolan Ryan famously had blisters all the time. Uh, Josh Beckett. Pitch for the Marlins had this. But I don't know if this is something that keeps Russ out because it's going to be hard to grip the football. All right, McLovin, what kind of poll question do you have? Uh, this is may sound mean, but is it time for the Seattle Seahawks to rebuild? Yes or no? Their, set, their defense is on a historically bad pace for most yards allowed. Florio just tweeted. Okay, but if you're rebuilding, then are you rebuilding starting at the quarterbacking position? That's what I was wondering. I don't know what direction this franchise is going in. When you go back to the interview that Russ did after the Super Bowl, I think Russ wanted out. I don't think he liked what he saw. I, don't th I think he was fed up of getting sacked an average of 48 times a season. And it always felt like, hey, Russ, we, we play this way, and then at the very end, we need you to pull a rabbit out of a hat. And I think at some point, Russ probably is saying, I don't, why, why do I have to do this every year? You know? And, and I don't have any inside information on that other than when he came on and then a source said, you know, this is a really serious deal. And this, yeah, it still goes back to what Tom Brady, the impact Tom Brady has had on the NFL 
is going to have reverberations for decades. I mean, yes, he's the GOAT. He might have a bigger impact on the sport because he has empowered quarterbacks to have a voice. Because after you had Patrick Mahomes and you had Russell Wilson in the building at that Super Bowl, Mahomes playing in it, and looks over and there's Tom Brady saying, I want Antonio Brown. I want Gronk here. I'm having fun. I want to have more of a say-so here. That's why Russ said what he said on the show. Because no one listened to him. Aaron Rodgers wanted to be listened to. Deshaun Watson wanted to be listened to. That's what Tom Brady brought about. Because he had an owner who stayed out of the way in Tampa. Has a coach who was going to listen to him. And why wouldn't you? Aaron Rodgers wanted the same thing in Green Bay. Now they're sort of giving him that. But these new quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, they want that voice. Now, would I have given Deshaun Watson that voice at 24? No, I would not. Patrick Mahomes? No, I would not. I, I think you got to, and Mahomes maybe, but I, I don't know what you want to do with that voice. And what happens when I say no to what you want to do? I have talked about Michael Jordan famously wanting former North Carolina players on the roster with the Bulls. And they said no. And they did the right thing by saying no to Jordan. But Jordan never forgot it. Hey, I want Walter Davis here. Walter Davis was at the very end of his career and had gone through surgeries and, and was not a quality NBA player. But Michael wanted him. They said no. And sometimes you have to say no, because if I was saying to a quarterback, all right, you want to have a seat at the table? When we cut a guy to bring in the guy you want, why don't you go tell him you made that decision? Like, it's a big boy table we sit at here. But that's what Russ just wanted them to listen. And that's why he went public. And it wasn't by accident. When I started to ask those questions, and then I, I just threw out, you know, you're, you're getting sacked an average of 48 times a year. More than any quarterback in the last 10 years. And that's when he started to talk. And then he started to open up. And then I realized Russ had an agenda. He wanted to send a message to the Seahawks because the Seahawks weren't listening to him. Because Russ has been on this show 20 times. And usually Russ doesn't say much. Nice person, we like him, but he'll give you sort of stand pat answers, standard answers. This one, it was different. I knew it right away. And then that's when I went in for the kill to see, all right, what exactly is going to happen here? And then you had the fallout where his agent told Adam Schefter, hey, these are the four teams if you want to trade us. All right, message sent loud and clear, got their attention. I don't know what happens. I mean, you know, is it a fluke injury? Yes. But do I think Seattle, Seattle's not, you know, maybe they make the playoffs, but they're not a, they're not a dangerous team because it feels like it's the same philosophy. And you're going to rebuild. Does Pete Carroll at his age, he's the oldest coach in the NFL? Pete's got a lot of energy. He must be using M drive, but he, he's got a lot of energy. But also you're looking at the Rams. And you're looking at Arizona, those two teams look like they're pretty solid for the next couple of years. San Francisco just got Trey Lance. You got a rookie contract here. Like there's 
there's movement in the division, let alone the rest of the NFC. And I just think at some point, you know, Seattle moves on and uh, Russ moves on. Yeah, Paul. One thing that drives me crazy when I watch the Rams, first of all, their, their uniforms are so close to being perfect. If they would just brighten up those jerseys a little bit, like the, like the Dodgers, mm. they almost look like they're tinted, like they're not completely clean. The Rams uniforms. About five times a game, uh, the Rams run this run-pass option with the running back and Matthew Stafford. Nobody in the world thinks that Matthew Stafford is running the ball. My, my daughter's 10. She goes, Matthew Stafford's not running the ball. Yeah. They run that run pass option, and Stafford does that little trot away without the ball. Yeah. No one's behind it. Yeah. Nobody. Yes, McLovin. Uh, Pete Carroll in Seattle. You know, Pete does have a sixth sense of when to leave town, as I recall. So, yes, he does. And there happens to be another opening in L.A. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, do you think Pete would go back to USC? He, no. he just has a sense, a sixth sense of when yeah, trouble but, is coming. But but you would have to rebuild at USC. What's easier to do, rebuild in Seattle, rebuild at USC? Yes. He, also, is there a statute of limitations on ooh. certain sanctions that may be <laughs> waiting? Mm. I don't know. Mm. All right. Uh, so what's the poll question we're going to go with? I'm going to save it, but I have one. Oh, uh, oh, who oh. most needs a quarterback next season? We might as well get the 2021 hot stove going. Wait, I thought you were going to save it. Yeah, I'm saving the teams. Oh, oh, oh. I got some good teams. Okay, no, no, no. Russ's next home, question mark? Okay, all right. Uh, brats, dogs, and chili on the Traeger. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Nobody. We'll take a break. Our good buddy Ross Tucker was tweeting up a storm nice. last night. He'll join us coming up, and uh, we'll get to your phone calls as well. 17 after the hour. Yeah, we got three guests today, so it's a Friday fritzy. You've been warned. Look out. Thank you, Todd. Take a break. Back after this. Mentioned the uh, Traegers are all fired up. It's There's nothing better. You come in, temperatures around 62, 63 degrees, sun's coming up. You just feel fall weather, and then you walk into the grilling area. There's Tyler, the moderator, firing up the Traegers, putting chili on the Traeger. We got kielbasa there. And then, and there he goes, Tyler, running out now. There he goes. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> As Al Michaels would say. There he goes. Out to the Traeger grills. And uh, look, it makes cooking great food easy, simple. You control the grill's temperature. It's like using an oven. Set it, forget it. Plus, Tyler can actually sit at his desk and control the temperature if he wants to. You can control your uh, grill from your smartphone using the Traeger app. That means you monitor what you're cooking. You can change the grill settings without needing a timeout or a commercial break on a radio show. Check out one at your local dealer. Visit TraegerGrills.com slash DP show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Settle on a poll question. McLevin, you had one. You teased one before we went to break, and then we'll bring in our good buddy Ross Tucker. I don't have it finalized, but which team is going to be most desperate for a quarterback in the offseason? If I took all the one loss and below teams, you got the Steelers, the Texans, the Colts, the Vikings, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Falcons, uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, that's the uh, and then I guess you probably put the Broncos in there too. Well, the Steelers definitely. Yep, they have to make a change. The, the, uh, the Texans. Yeah, that they, they're going to be drafting somebody. But isn't it kind of, I don't, we never know, but it seems like it's not like a heavy quarterback draft, at least that we know about now. No obvious ones. But this happens every year around this time. Now, we, we did have Trevor Lawrence. You, you have had players where you go, oh, wow, that guy's going to be a first-round pick. Nobody knew Zach Wilson at this time a year ago. No one had Baker Mayfield anywhere close. No, no. So you're, you're going to have, and people weren't sold on Lamar Jackson when, uh, you know, his final year at Louisville. But I, looking at the landscape of quarterbacks, I don't see somebody who is transformational where you go, hey, I'm Urban Meyer. That's worth coming out of retirement to coach Trevor Lawrence. I don't think you're going to have that this upcoming season. So the Texans are going to have the number one pick probably, but 
I don't think you're finding your savior there. Depends on what you get in return when you trade Deshaun Watson. Yeah, McLovin. And our Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and maybe you mentioned Russell Wilson in this play. I don't think Russ is there next year. Just don't. But I felt that before the season started. Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, works for CBS. Westwood One, you can uh, uh, download the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Also follow him on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL. And Ross joins us on the program. What's your takeaway from last night's Rams win over Seattle? Oh, geez. Um, I got a bunch, Dan, Um, both on and off the field, I guess. I'm kind of with you on the Russell Wilson thing. I mean, the first two times they had the ball, Dan, they punted on fourth and two and a half from the Rams 43. And then they had the ball on the 31-yard line, and it was third and two. They run a – it looked to me like a zone read, but Russell Wilson just handed it to DJ Dallas, so I guess he couldn't pull it. He gets tackled for no gain. Then fourth down, they run Alex Collins right at Aaron Donald, gets stoned. I literally tweeted, Dan, are the Seahawks aware that (laughs) Russell Wilson is their quarterback? Like someone should probably tell them. And it's funny because I got a bunch of replies from people saying – that's why he doesn't want to be there. That's why he's not going to be there. If you just watch those first two series, and I know Russell watches the show or listens, so he's probably watching right now. Russell, you got to go somewhere else, dude. You like you can't be somewhere where the first two drives of the game, they punt from the 43 and then run it on third and fourth down when you're their quarterback, dude. What do you take away if you're uh, the Rams? You know, the one thing I guess I take away, obviously I think Stafford is certainly helping them from what they had last year in golf. Their defense isn't playing as well. You know, they lost Brandon Staley, Dan. I guess it's kind of, what are you going to do? But they lose Brandon Staley to the Chargers. That was a legit brain drain right there. I mean, they had the best defense in football, certainly one of the two or three best last year. They're not nearly as good this year. Now, they did lose some guys. You know, the Browns picked off a couple of their defensive backs, uh, like Johnson and Hill. So they did lose some guys. But they're also using Jalen Ramsey a lot differently. They're putting him in the nickel a lot, in the slot, to cover, you know, the slot receivers. And whatever they're doing, it has not been as effective. And frankly, they were fortunate the way last night went. Even at the end of the first half, you know, Russell throws a touchdown pass, There's a ticky-tack holding penalty, which, by the way, Dan, is my other takeaway from last night's game. Two things. Number one, clock mismanagement is an an absolute epidemic in the NFL. I I am shocked how often these guys screw up the clock, number one. Number two, even just that last drive, a very questionable roughing the passer penalty on Aaron Donald, followed by a questionable holding penalty on Dwayne Brown that I don't think it was a hold. It was ticky-tack on a touchdown pass. Like, I know, Dan, that if you were the commissioner or if Roger Goodell called you, you would say to him, Roger, why don't we, if we're not sure, not throw the flag? Like, why are we throwing flags on questionable calls? Nobody wants that. Nobody asked for that, Dan. It drives me bananas. They're trying to protect themselves. They they don't want to be second-guessed that way. Hey, when in doubt, throw the flag. 
It should be the opposite. It should be when in doubt, don't throw the flag. All of us can live with if they let him play a little bit more. Okay, Aaron Donald, he got up to his neck area, but that was not much. Or Donald Brown, I mean, Dwayne Brown, okay, I can't. But let him play. I I mean, there's too many flags. It's very, very annoying. And for some reason, you know how many ineligible man downfield calls they've had this year? And I'm on all those meetings before the season where they tell you they never said that was a point of emphasis they never said that i've the eagles have been called for it four times already two of them touchdowns you're shot out of a cannon this morning dude i get up at 4 30 i have way too much iced tea because i don't like the flavor of coffee so i i have like pure leaf iced tea for like three quarters of it and I put in just a little bit of diet Snapple for the flavor. Yeah. Just a little bit of the, – because the whole diet Snapple, that's like too strong for me. So that's my morning mix, especially when I know I'm going on with you. Would you rather have Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey? Aaron Donald. Okay. Yeah, I, I think um, I think a defensive tackle, a dominant defensive tackle, is the, the most important position on, on a defense. Ramsey's very good, but you can so often just avoid him if you choose to. And even a defensive end, it's easier to chip those guys. Quarterbacks are so good at stepping up in the pocket when they run around the edge. You have a very impactful defensive tackle. You got problems. I mean, he had like four quarterback hits last night, five pressures, eight. I mean, he is uh, maybe one of the best defensive players. My rookie year was 2001. The best guy I ever played against, best defensive player, was Ray Lewis. I hope people realize, like, Aaron Donald's that kind of player. Like, when they do 10 years from now, Belichick does that show, and they do the top 100 players ever. Aaron Donald is like a top 20 all-time football player. Talking to Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, also does work for CBS and Westwood One as a color analyst. We were thinking about this. How many times, how many teams have had – the two best defensive players at their position in the league. The Rams have that with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, right? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about the Ravens, Ed Reed and uh, um, Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know why this came to my head, but, and this is kind of behind, before my time, Dan, but Mean Joe Green and Mel Blunt. Well, you also had Jack Lambert. And, yeah. and uh, Jack, Jack Ham. Jack Ham was good. Yeah. But I don't know if Jack they were Hamm considered really the good. best linebackers at their position. But Mel Blunt at the back end and you had Mean Joe Green certainly were. I'm trying to think who else uh, comes to mind. Did the Cowboys have anybody? Uh, you had Randy White or Bob Lilly, but I don't know if you had anybody in the back end that was the best. Was there anybody? I'm trying to think, was there anybody in the front seven when they had Dion? In Dallas. Well, Dion was in a variety of places. Uh, so I'm trying to think that with Dallas, did they have a Charles Haley? Was Charles, but I don't think you he know was, what? I, I don't know if he was the best, but he was very good. I'll give you another one. And uh, Paulie would probably suggest this. Richard Dent, I don't know if he was the best DN because of Reggie White, but he was close. And I think Mike Singletary was the best middle backer. So when the 80s, you know, the mid 80s Bears had a shot there. How about. Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch. 
And Rondé Barber was yeah. up there too. Yeah. And Simeon I mean, Rice. Four Hall of Fame guys. Yeah. And you had Simeon Rice as well. Who was a very good player. To have it at all three levels of the defense like that, too, no wonder they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, James Harrison, Troy Polamalu. I would say, you know, Harrison was defensive player of the year one time. Yeah. So, yes. And then Polamalu was probably the best safety that year, although I was always more of an Ed Reed guy. Uh, those guys were just, you know, that's another one of my takeaways from last night, Dan. The Seahawks are paying Jamal Adams a lot of no, money no. Yeah. to look that bad in coverage. Yeah. I mean, but was he ever you know, a coverage guy though, Ross? Wasn't he a guy no. that you? He was a guy who came up to stop the run. No, he's like a linebacker. Yeah, and I don't know why they're using him as a deep middle of the field, you know, half field safety. But he did not look good in that role. I don't know. They need to blitz him. He needs to be in the box. But he's not Polamalu. He's not Ed Reed. But they're paying him like that. He's not that kind of player. Are you a Baker Mayfield fan? I am, but I thought last Sunday was the worst he's ever played, probably by a decent amount. And I think the Browns are going to have a real decision on their hands. Because would you pay I, him though forty forty five million dollars a year? No, I would not. And it's weird because I think the guys like him. I think he's a leader. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a top twenty quarterback, but he's at the bottom end of the top twenty. He's not mm. even probably top fifteen. Yeah. And I think the, re, the 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 realistic portion of this. The reality is that I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that can do what he did. They have the best O-line in the NFL. They have the best run game. Stefanski's a terrific coach. I think there are quarterbacks 20 through 27 in, in the NFL that could put up very good numbers and win with Baker Mayfield, and you could pay them a lot less. I just don't know why there's not middle ground. Why is it the next quarterback who comes up is going to make at least $40 million because if I'm the Browns, I don't want to spend that kind of money. Um, you know, can I do three years for thirty million or three years for twenty-eight million, something like that? Why? Why is it, it you're either cut uh, or you get the top top end money? You know what's funny about that, Dan? Nobody else would give him that money, right? Like, what? Who is the team? That's saying, you know what we need to do if he becomes a free agent? We got to get <laughs> Baker Mayfield for $40 million a year. I just don't think there's any other. What happens is you're winning and you have a guy you can win with and teams get so afraid of not having a, a winning quarterback, a top 20 quarterback, that I think they panic and they pay them. Because other teams aren't going to pay Baker $40 million. They're going to say, we'll draft the next guy. Or we'll take a retread project like a Sam Darnold or, you know, a guy that flames out with his first team. No one's going to pay Baker Mayfield top dollar. So if I'm the Browns, I'm not either. Have a great weekend. Always great to talk to you. Settle down a little bit, all right? I will. I'll calm down oh, now. Wait, Sorry. wait. Uh, hold on. McLovin needs you. What? Ross, we queued you up to talk about Buddy Ryan's Eagles defense and Reggie White, Jerome Brown, Clyde Simmons. You could – any two defensive players there. You grew up like me on Eagles. Yeah, but the, but Reggie was the best at his position. The other guys weren't. Jerome I Brown? Think, uh, I think you could have made an argument for Jerome Brown a couple of those years. Clyde Simmons – 
McLovin, how are you going to say Clyde Simmons when he plays the same position as Reggie White? All right, fine. That, there's no logic there. Hey, this show needs more Eagles love. I've been saying that, Ross. You got to help me here. I'm on an island. Uh, are you all in on Penn State versus Iowa this weekend? Oh, dude, it's going to be an awesome game. Um, I, you know what's weird, Dan? For number three against number four, I feel like it's not getting that much hype. It's not. Why, why, why is that the case? Like, I feel like because people are Iowa, talking more about Oklahoma, Texas, or the SEC games. It's number three against number four. That, Iowa that, doesn't get coverage. Never happens. Iowa doesn't get coverage. Because we buy into Iowa, it seems like, every year at some point, and then they find the banana peel. This is, this is the game that they would typically lose. I don't know, man. I, I watch them against Maryland. They are very good. But look at – you know, here what's crazy. I know – I love your college football stuff, Dan. There are five teams at least in the Big Ten East that are better than the second-best team in the Big Ten West. Like, it's just they, – they got to do something about it. It's just not equitable. I mean, I, if Iowa beats Penn State, they're going undefeated. Did Penn State recruit you? Um, you know what? I got two handwritten letters from Jerry Sandusky. Ooh. Believe it or not. Ooh. The first one was to come to camp over the summer, but I knew I would run a bad 40 times, so I didn't do that. The second one was uh, you should walk on. But you know what's weird? When you're in high school and they ask you to walk on, I guess I just figured I wasn't good enough. So I thought, okay, I'll go to Princeton or Harvard. And then my rookie year with Washington, all the Penn State guys were telling me I would have started three years. I would have been like their best O lineman. That I, I grew up an hour and a half from there. I had season tickets. I was like, la 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 la, I can't <laughs> hear you. I can't hear you. Like that, that was my, my wife still gets mad because I still would have loved it. She's like, you went to the best school in the country. I'm like, I know, but I could have played at Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> And, and what your career could have been. You know, it's funny you say that, Dan. <laughs> no, I, I, because in all sincerity, I probably would have been like a third or fourth round pick. I don't know if that really makes much of a difference, but your entry point matters, right? Like being an undrafted free agent, I, you know, the only spot I could make was being the ninth and last guy on Marty Schottenheimer's first team in 01. And then it's kind of always an uphill climb. Yeah. And your draft status always stays with you. Whereas if you go to one of those bigger schools and maybe you're a second or third round pick and they're invested in you, it does make a difference. There's no question. Keep your head up, okay? All right. See you guys. Thank you. That's uh, Ross Tucker, <laughs> one of our favorites. Nice. <laughs> Host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. He's fun during a game. Following him on Twitter, he's really good. Always entertaining. All right, we'll take a break. We got our play of the day up next and your phone calls next. Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! Yeah. Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Swing and a drive. Deep to left field. This one is way out of here. Randy Rosarena with his first of 2021, and it's 4 nothing Rays here in the fifth. Taylor leans all the way in, making a 90-degree angle. Rosarena heads for home. The throw, he has stolen home, and it's 5 nothing Rays. Yep, that time of the year, it's Randy Rosarena time, postseason. Two hits, home run. He's still a rookie, believe it or not. His third postseason. 
11 home runs in his last 20 postseason games. That's uh, tied with Carlos Beltran and Jim Tomey. Second most all-time in a 20-game stretch behind Babe Ruth, who hit 12. WDAE, the Rays Radio Network, with your play of the day. Play of the day, play of the day brought to you by the great folks at Panini Trading Cards, the official trading card partner of the Dan Patrick Show, hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats, only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards, for instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Yes, Pauling? I understand there's technical rules with Major League Baseball, September call-ups, AAA, all that stuff, that uh, amount of time in the league, at-bats, games, you could still be considered a rookie. However, However, if you've played for two different teams in three different seasons, in three different postseasons, and you're the uh, ALCS defending MVP from the 2020 ALCS, mm. you're no longer a rookie. Yeah, Technically, I'm sure you're under the wire. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't know if anybody's that upset today that I he's am. listed. I know you are. I know. And it's, I like Randy Rosary. But it's a Friday. It's a Friday. It's what? a meet Friday. I mean... Should Aaron Rodgers been eligible for Rookie of the Year his fourth year in the league when he became a starter? Yes, McLovin. <laughs> Paul, can you say who you want to win instead of Randy or Rosarina? <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Dan. Thank you, Paulie. Good uh, call. A Rosarina is the uh, first player with a straight-out steal of home in the playoffs since Jackie Robinson, Game 1 of the 1955 World Series. Yeah, baby! Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Uh, Fritzy says don't take phone calls, but Todd. Could take a couple, I guess. All right. Why not? Friday. Go to Paul in Iowa. Paul, what do you have for me? Hey, guys. Well, you know, Dan, you're right. Iowa doesn't get a lot of talk on the national stage, but part of that is because last time they were 12-0, and they lost the Big Ten title game, and they got smoked by Christian McCaffrey in the Rose Bowl. Okay. Um, earlier this week, you guys were talking about NFTs of the show. I'd like to make a bid on McLovin falling out of his chair as well. Um, but the reason I called today while you guys get that put together is with Urban Meyer seeming like he's going to weather the storm in Jacksonville, what are the chances or would it be a good idea for Trevor Lawrence to kind of use this as a get-out-of-jail-free card? You know, he has a large following as a faith-based role model in that part of the country where he's from. So why doesn't he say, I can't get along with the coach. I don't agree with them. It's a bad team. I want out this well, offseason. I, I think it's a little early in the game for something like that. And I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to be a, a great soldier here and just, hey, you know what, plow ahead. Try to get through this. I mean, that's all you're trying to do if you're Jacksonville and Urban Meyer. You just want to get to this next game. Hopefully you win the game. And then you go to London after that. And then I think you have a bye week after that. But you're just trying to survive here. And Trevor Lawrence has enough going on on the field that he needs to worry about, let alone what's happening with Urban Meyer. And understand this, you know, kids in college play for the coach or more likely to play for the coach because that coach really holds your future in his hands. Players in the NFL, they don't play for the coach. It's rare. You know, they got, they're professionals. You're, you're maybe playing for the GM because he can hold your future in his hands uh, he can dictate if you're going to get a contract extension. You know, when you're in college, you're loyal to that coach. You don't hear anybody speaking out about a coach. 
It's really rare. In the NFL, these guys, do they really care what happened to Urban Meyer in a bar in Columbus, Ohio? No. I don't think they do. I mean, hey, you're here. You're our coach. Okay. Now, they might care because it's like, well, how are you or who are you to discipline us given, uh, you know, your carelessness? I mean, I guess. I just don't think these players get caught up in that. Um, You know, do they have respect? I guess. You know what respect is? When you win, then you have respect for your coach. And it it might be uh, a little bit more tolerable if you're 3-1, and believe it or not. But you're 0-4, and I don't know if those players are going, we don't respect him. I don't know if they did respect him. I mean, this this just isn't a big deal, I don't think, to these players. It is to everybody else, and I understand that. But I think in that locker room, either they respect him already or they don't. I don't think this tips the scales one way or another. Steve in Australia joins us. Good morning, Steve. G'day, JP. Uh, 160 centimeters, 72 kilograms. All right. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, over here on in the in the South Hemisphere, mate, we don't get peacock, so... Unfortunately, I've had to settle for the mothership, and um, the the majority of the crew have agreed um, that um, saying that Baker Mayfield justifies the number one pick, and my my, my, uh, debate with that one is how can you sort of have a a top five defense and a top five run game and then justify a number one pick as a QB? Well, I don't know if people are, uh, look at Baker Mayfield as he was worthy of that number one overall pick. I think they like that he's got moxie. Like, he's not afraid. He's, he's a miniature Brett Favre. He's got personalities, dynamic when he gets in the room. And I think that he, he sold himself to the Cleveland Browns because he comes in, he's got swagger. It's just, I don't think that he's a top 15 quarterback maybe top 20 quarterback right now. Now he's got the injury. Now you're going to play a game, you know, against the Chargers uh, where you're probably going to have to run the football. But he's on a really good team. And he's doing these commercials. Like, it it, it adds value, it feels like, to him. It, it, it kind of increases his awareness. Same with Dak Prescott. You know, Dak was doing all those commercials, and it felt like he was better, more important. And... You know, now this year, he certainly played well. But you see Baker doing all those commercials, and then you just assume, well, gosh, what am I missing here? Everybody loves Baker Mayfield. I would not be giving him $45 million a year. I just wouldn't. Yeah, Paul. But it does feel like he could have a career like Troy Aikman, where he has a very good defense, a great running game, and he's not asked to do a ton and can win a couple titles. They have a really talented team. Mm-hmm. Troy Aikman, believe me, first ballot Hall of Famer, all that stuff, but if you look at it, he only threw over 20 touchdowns once. He wasn't asked to do that much. Yeah. Uh, but he did have, he had Michael Irvin, who's a Hall of Famer, and he had Emmett, who's a Hall of Famer. And he had a great coach in Jimmy Johnson, great defense. Now, it's a little bit different there. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, Troy had a way of hitting a pass in the fourth quarter against my Eagles. He, he was very clutch, too. I don't know if Baker's shown that yet. But in his first couple of years, he didn't see you didn't see that because they weren't a very good team. But then, you know, Jimmy Johnson did an unbelievable job building the Cowboys and, and Troy knew what his role was. 
and he kept his ego in check where it's like, hey, I want to throw the ball. I'm just as good as Montana or Elway. Check in with the Dodgers coming up a little bit later on. Phone calls, get to those as well. One hour in the books, two more to go. Oh, there's one more item before we close out. Hour one, M-Drive. You want to compete with the younger guys? Try the everyday supplement for driven guys who refuse to let age slow them down. Packed with clinically tested ingredients, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone levels while helping maintain lean muscle and giving you the energy to fight back against aging so you can compete every single day. You can find M-Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop or... Go to mdrivedan.com. You have it delivered right to your door, and they offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, so give it a try. Nothing to lose. We're all getting older. Doesn't mean we don't have to act that way. You can keep up with the younger guys. Show them a thing or two. M-Drive gives your body the T-support it needs to compete and win. M-Drive's not for everyone. It's for the driven. Visit mdrivedan.com for more strength, energy, T-support to fuel your daily drive. Or go to Walgreens, Rite Aid, or vitamin shop. Don't let age beat you. mdrivedan.com. The big take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.